From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, into another Pucks Out Fantasy Football Edition episode. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. hey Today, we are going to give you all the tips and tricks and general knowledge you need to win your league and to be a good commissioner. And at the end, we'll give you a little bit of uh, kicker rankings. Now, to... I think we're going to do kicker rankings at the beginning. So, Oh, you want to do the kicker rankings at the beginning? Yeah. All right, so why don't you give us your number 12 kicker to start things off? You shouldn't have kickers in your league. That that's, is my, that's the only ranking. That's the yep. only answer. That sums it up. Don't Eliminate draft kickers. kickers. And yeah. especially, even if your league has kickers, do not draft them. Pick another position player and then decide right before the season starts, based on matchup and what kickers are available, who you're going to pick up. That is our advice to you. Yeah. Don't have kickers in yeah. your league. They're a garbage position. The Kaimi Fairbairns of the league that kicked seven field goals can win you a game, and that's stupid in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, we have two. We have a league where kickers are worth something, and you, that is, you know that is something that you go into the draft knowing about. Yeah, it but is, they're, they're still. Special, yeah, but they're in my opinion they're still worthless, and I've still every year, <laughs> seen every single year, tried to get them kicked out, and I will continue to do so. <laughs> I will never stop my quest yeah. to have no kickers on no fantasy yeah. football teams. Yeah. Let's go. All right. This is a quick one. So let's start off with our first tip. And this is something that everyone needs to know about. Well, all these are things that everyone needs to know about. This is the most important, though. Leave your allegiances at the door. Got to. You have to leave your fandom at home. The amount of times, especially living in Nashville, the amount of times I've seen people draft all Titans players. And guess what? They don't make the playoffs. Right. (laughs) Right. And I mean, this is not... This is for everybody. You draft based on you're a coach for a team, not a coach for players on a team. You so yeah. you can be allegiant to a specific team because you like their uh, like their team makeup or how they run their offense or something, and that's completely fine. But there are always one or two guys, and especially in a redraft league, you kind of get away from that in a keeper league or a, a dynasty league where you usually put together those teams to – Guys that are going to play fantasy football and not play, I love the Titans football. And so make sure that you leave those at the door and you leave them at home, but there's always going to be that guy that you're able to, all right, I'm going to trade him this guy because he loves this team and (laughs) I'm able to win this trade because he really wants a guy on the Eagles or a guy on the you know Panthers on his team. And so... That is uh, that is something that we would like to stress is leave them at home. Come yeah. into it and pick the best available player, not because they're the guy you like on your team. Because I always argue against even picking guys on the team you like is because it's a win-win for you if you don't have the guy on your team. If you're playing against Derrick Henry then and Derrick Henry goes off, then your team won the game. And if he doesn't go off, then you win your fantasy game. So it's it's more of those like you don't want to be heartbroken twice in one week. So so next up, uh, we've got don't <clears throat> just look at overall rankings from last year. Um, you know, everyone likes to just look at their draft and say, oh, what was this guy last year? Well, that's where I'm taking him. 
that's not always the case. It's half the story. You know, it's it, you don't know, and it's not to say don't look at overall rankings from the last year because that's fairly accurate of where they may land, but you're not going to get the full story. If a guy was super dominant for eight games and was terrible for other eight games, Amari Cooper, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, i got to clear my throat. <laughs> Uh, it, it, he may not fit what you're trying to do. So just, it's not that you shouldn't look at it. It's you should keep in mind the overall story of what that player brought. Yeah. Um, another one, pay attention to the runs in a draft. And yeah, this is a big one. I think it's don't, you shouldn't, when you make the decision to be the first guy to draft a quarterback, what you should look for after that is a bunch of other guys drafting a quarterback or another a bunch of other guys drafting a tight end. In our mock draft that we messed up, we decided we wanted to go with a tight end, but maybe we should wait one more round. And then all of a sudden, a run of seven tight ends went. And that's what you got to look for. Who has a tight end? Who doesn't have a tight end? Who doesn't have a quarterback? Or who needs more running backs? Yeah. Be prepared for a group of players to go all at once because people see, oh, this guy went, so I need to go this guy. And then the next guy says that, oh, another quarterback went, I need to get a quarterback. And so pay attention to those runs and try to be on the front end of those runs yeah. instead of instead of at the end. But of also don't fall into those traps. I've seen a lot of times, you know, we're getting, you know, maybe you've got four or five rounds left and somebody takes a, the, the best defense that is ranked. Out, out, out of nowhere, silly. then you see people saying, oh, they took the best defense, so I need to get the second best defense right now. And then you see four or five defenses off the board in, in there the were, next six picks. There were two or three leagues last year in which I was able to get the Patriots defense off the waiver wire. Yeah. You don't know who the best defense is going to be because defense is 11 players playing together, not one guy that you have to take a yeah. chance on. While pay, while you should pay attention to bye weeks, don't pass up on a guy because you're going to have a bad week seven. You know, yeah. if you got, oh, I already got a couple guys with bye week seven. So, yeah, I really like this guy, but I'm not going to take him. You should lose one week to win all your other yeah. weeks if that's the if that's the option. If there's a couple guys you're split on and you're not sure, then pick the guy that doesn't yeah. have multiple. It's better to line up buys. all your bye weeks than to spread out your bye weeks. In my opinion, it, and it uh, my opinion is it's more it it doesn't matter about when their bye weeks are. It is more about what that player is going to give you for 15 yeah. or 16 other weeks. So, well, I'm so sorry, 15 other weeks, because if you're playing in week 17, you shouldn't be. Yeah. It's bad. You don't need to play in the worst week. And now that'll change when the league goes up to 18 yeah. games. And, and so, so things will change with fantasy football, but this upcoming season, we have 16 games and week 17, you should not be playing your championship on that week. It's not relevant to what you really want to show as a fantasy football champion. Yeah. Now, moving on, and this is something, listen, we've all fallen into this trap, especially rookie fantasy players, but that is you got to be careful with rookie players, especially in redraft leagues. You're going to you're gonna come to round three or four, and Jonathan Taylor's there. Maybe you, They're going to have an ADP that's that yeah, high. Maybe Jonathan Taylor is worth taking. Maybe there's maybe he's not, but you know what? There's very few rookies in redraft leagues that you should take. And and I, and I don't want to say everybody falls into it because some people fall on the opposite end of that if they will not take rookies and at then, all. Yeah, and then they regret it. Right. So yeah. you should appropriately value if you value Jonathan Taylor as a fourth round running back, then take him. But 
at the same time, keeping in mind that he's a rookie and you have zero idea yeah. what he's going to be able and to do in this. You got to remember, he might get to training camp and guess what? He might not be ready for the NFL. Right. He might sit behind Naeem Hines all year and not get maybe get two well, snaps. Probably sit behind Marlon Mack because they're different styles of running back. Yeah. But I hear your yeah. sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> um, if your league and uh, this is one of the one of the things that wears me out more than anything. If your league allows vetoes, uh, yeah, you are doing your league wrong. Yeah, vetoes are for one thing and one thing only, and that's to prevent collusion. Yeah. Me and Bobby are sitting here talking. Hey, bro, just give me, you know, give me this, and I'll give you this later, or whatever. That is collusion. We're working together to make one team better than the others. Yeah. If, if you. You may not feel like there are people that veto because it's going to hurt them. And that is not allowed. I, yeah, in 100%, we've talked, we talked about on the wide receivers episode. I'm going to give you a hard time if I don't like your trade in Dynasty. And I have, I've been roasting folks in the group chat. Could I be wrong? Sure. But like, this is fantasy football. If you can't take trash talk, then what are you doing? But I, there is one thing I'll never do. I'll never talk to anybody about a trade until I've processed that trade. It's not my opinion. If I don't feel like two people are working together against the the deficit of the league, then it, the trade gets processed, and then I'll roast them. Because I'm not going to roast somebody and, before the trade's processed and them come hollering at buyers and remorse that ain't fair to the other team that you that that has made yeah. the better trade in my opinion or worse trade that's the biggest thing about fantasy football is you don't know what's in somebody else's mind and what they're trying to do and so while you may not agree with the trade you can absolutely be wrong on it and so there are too many times there was a time where a guy had three top quarterbacks like uh i think it was two or three years ago and I offered a very valuable receiver, but I was stacked on receivers for DeAndre Hopkins because I needed a quarterback for my playoff run. And it got vetoed, but not because the fair the trade was unfair. It was because then I would have a good quarterback for the playoffs, and that's crap. So when you give players the opportunity to veto a trade, yeah. then you are ruining the league. Yeah. And so it's very important, and you may not have this opportunity, it's very important to trust your commissioner to not be a, I'm not going to let a trade go through that I have any questions about. If there was a question that came up on a trade, I would text both people. I'd call them. I'd make sure I would verify that because while I may not see the value in it, I'm not him. You yeah. know, I'm not the other guy that accepted the trade. And so you're vetoing a trade, you're hurting both parties, even even if it's not a bad thing. So if you're allowing vetoes in your league, you need to go to commissioner-only veto and because that eliminates all of the all of the questions about it, yeah. in my opinion. All right. So here this is one of the most important things. And I see yes. this every year. It doesn't matter if you're 0-12, you set your damn lineup. Yes. It does set not take that long. You're Line we up. all take our morning shits. You t- you pull up the sleeper app or the ESPN app or the Yahoo app, and you just set your lineup real quick. Yep. Because the fact is, if you're the kind of person that doesn't set your lineup, you have probably no more than three leagues. Right. You know, we, we, you and I, we're probably what? We're, I'm, I'm in probably seven leagues, eight yeah. leagues this year. I'm in three dynasty leagues. It's five minutes. Yeah. It takes you no time, especially if you're a sports fan and you're already watching football. It is 
It is rude. It is. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say I've never been a part, uh, been somebody that just stops setting his. But I, if I stop setting a lineup in a specific type of league, I don't play that type of league later. I did that in yeah. a in a public baseball league, and you know how much I love fantasy. I usually have about roughly 15 teams between three sports all year, and people ask me to play fantasy baseball. And the thing is, I don't think I'm going to be playing it midway through the season. Yeah. So I don't waste somebody's time. But if I see somebody not setting their lineup, I you can't say anything. That's their team. That's their their they're the manager. I will no longer invite them to yeah. any play in any of my leagues. I mean, there's been and times, that's the what yeah. that's what everybody should do. I mean, there have been times as a commissioner I've reached out and be like, hey, uh you're not setting your lineup. Can you do me a favor? Just uh, you don't have to play next year. But just set it up. Set it, man. Because yeah. it's ruining other people's... I mean, especially when it's getting towards the end and that becomes a free win for people. Yeah. Well, well, like the last year... And like, now, I yeah. disagree with that. I don't I don't, I don't. don't convince people to set their set their lineups because of that reason. It, if it was a free win for you, it should be a free win for everybody. And unless they set it themselves. That's obviously a commissioner's job. Like, that's not a... That's how you want to run your league and so you should run it that way. But it is more of a... Man, usually I come get, on. Yeah, usually I give them one free week. I get sure. it. Sometimes you know people just it's, forget. It happens more. It's more you after just the second week. I, I I pay. I start paying attention. You, but see, the difference is you do it from the beginning. You yeah. see somebody don't set their lineup. You make sure you tell them to set their lineup, and I'll do that as well. It's different when you allow them to not set their lineup for five weeks, and then you Notice tell them all of a sudden to set, yeah. right. You you tell. And now what I'll usually do in that situation, if, if I've seen they haven't done it a few weeks, is I'll wait until they play me. Because then nobody can say anything. Because like I told them to set their lineup when they were playing my yeah. team. So, But yeah, but set your lineups. Otherwise, first of all, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and number two, why are you playing fantasy football? You obviously didn't want to do it. You can go play DraftKings or FanDuel and play week-to-week fantasy football. Yeah. And that leads directly into our next one, which is be a good commissioner. Yes. You have to be able listen, it is a commitment. It is a responsibility. Your job is to make sure trades are fair and equal. There you but you but, but not to step on their feet. You have to make sure that also and it's uh, like and it's also to be transparent. Yeah. Don't don't not talk to people. Like I feel like we both have this thing. And if and if you were doing one thing that you know, you're not telling people about stuff and you're just doing things in the league. I would call you out on it. But the same with me. If I'm doing things in the league and I'm not being transparent, that's wrong. That's these people. These That's a lot of people's time. And so you decided to start a fantasy football league. And if you're not willing to put in the time, give the commissioner spot to somebody else. Yeah. Because it's valuable to have a commissioner that, you know, you can text me at Sunday morning at 11 a.m. before games start and say, hey, me and so-and-so are going to think about doing this trade, and will you push it through quickly so I can get this in? And even if I miss that and the games start, I've seen the text message. I have the proof that they tried to make this happen beforehand, and you go in and you take the time to alter the rosters and stuff. I have some commissioners before that wouldn't push a trade through because they wouldn't want to they didn't want to figure out how to do it on the app yeah. or anything like that and it's 
it's laziness at its finest, but like, especially when you start getting into talking about money within leagues, yeah. so like it's different if it's a set part of rules. Like I don't push trades through and you've communicated that to me, then I know. Yeah. But like, if you're not willing to go and push some trades through or do that, then why are you, or learn how to do it even? Yeah. Why are you the commissioner then? Yeah. You know, it's also important to realize you know, we're humans. We make mistakes. There have been times in a league where I accidentally dropped the wrong player because they have the same first name and the same or the same first initial of their first name and same last name. So I, uh, our rules, our rules are on that are the same. Jackson texted me at like six thirty in the morning during fantasy hockey, and this is his first year, my yeah. brother, and he's caring about it. He, you know, he wasn't. He was right on the cusp of a playoff spot, and he was interested in it. At about 6.30 in the morning, he texted me in a massive panic. I accidentally dropped this guy instead of this guy. Can you help me out? You get We one. have the same rule. It's Spider-Man's rule. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but, it, it, but you set a precedent like that for players, and then you don't just add that player back. I didn't just add that player back onto his roster. I added that player onto his roster, and I put in the chat, I have added the Jackson abs- accidentally draw, or I usually will use team names instead of individual names. Blades of Glory Holes, which was his team name. Blades of Glory Holes dropped X person. He texted me at this time to ask me to add them back. Nobody's got any waiver claims on this player. I'm putting him back on his roster. This is his one mistake that I'm allowing yeah. to go through. And so that is what transparency comes from. You're the you're the head honcho. You get to make the rules, but like you can't just arbitrarily make up rules. Our dynasty league. I have some specific sets of rules. If this if this rule change or me me updating this is going to alter the course of the league and the way you drafted, it the vote has to be 100%. That means yeah. Nine people vote for it. One person votes against it. It doesn't happen because everybody drafted a certain way and it would be unfair to that one person, even if nine other people wanted it that way. Because all 10 people drafted for a specific situation. And so if all 10 people don't agree to it, then you are messing with that player's fantasyhood. I mean, yeah. not livelihood. I almost said livelihood. <laughs> I mean, depends on who you are. Livelihood, you know, yeah. fantasy is life, obviously. Yeah. But all right, so our last one, and there are multiple points in this one, is that is planning for your draft. A lot of people see this as the most important part of the season, and for a lot of people, it's the most fun, and I will say that it accounts for, it's probably about 33% of your season. There's a lot, you know, you got to play the waiver wire, you got to make sure you have luck on your side, but the draft is very important. I was going to say, the other 33 is play the waiver wire, Uh, another 33 (laughs) is, um, is luck. And then one percent is being a straight baller, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, late round quarterback. I did want to throw that in there. Yeah, that is important. obviously a draft strategy thing. You go in with your own draft strategy. We find to be late round quarterback draft strategy to be the best. Yeah. Bobby usually advocates for late round draft but quarterback, I don't do it. and he doesn't do it. But he because understands I fall into the, trap. the value. Yeah. He understands the value. And this year, I'm making a commitment that in all of my leagues. I'm taking a late round quarterback, but the problem is we do have leagues where quarterbacks are, sure. you know, in specialty league, you know, in our specialty leagues, you know, Lamar Jackson is up there with Christian McCaffrey. My two championships say otherwise, yeah. bro. Well, so, <laughs> uh, but also see the big picture. 
Don't just look at one week and say Mike Evans is garbage because he had zero points this because he had the week. flu because he had a fl- had the flu. Look at the big picture. Be willing to do the research, and you will be successful in fantasy. Even when you're not, there are a couple times where you m- miss the championship. A couple years. That's thirty three percent that we already talked about. The luck, yeah. you know, like life is gonna happen. But like you stick by some of these rules, and there's obviously way more than this. You're going to overall be more successful in fantasy than I was at saying the word successful. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, that about wraps us up. We will see you guys next week sometime. Have a great week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.